0: So our 20,000 Lovely Legs Under the Sea episode was... Was a hit. It was a hit. (laughs) We didn't get any hate mail on it. We got mail on it, but we didn't get any hate mail, which I guess is a good thing. I guess people actually...
1: Haven't completely lost their sense of humor.
0: (laughs) Right. It's nearly lost. Or, or, Or we're bringing people back to an honest sense of humor. Yeah, I like it. I know, So nobody seemed to take it offensively. Wow, well, we didn't write it. Um, a couple, a couple people. Uh, right, I was just reading it. A couple of people did mention it was a bit cringeworthy at times. I don't know what the, I don't know if those dolls had a problem with.
1: <laughs> <though>. <laughs> those dames just need they need to get back in the kitchen. And uh, get us a sandwich. <laughs> I think the original article was a little tongue-in-cheek as well. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be. I don't believe they honestly thought people would take
0: it seriously. No, I believe it was very tongue-in-cheek as well, too. But that was back in the time when you could be tongue-in-cheek ah, in, a, in, a, in a magazine. In a old days. You, you can't write in tongue-in-cheek anymore. No. Or you're going to trigger you're gonna tr- 50% of the population. <laughs> But then, um, I know you were slammed getting ready for your big party last couple weeks, and the weather was not conducive (laughs) at all. (laughs) With rain and power, it's hard hard to run power tools without electricity. Yeah. Then, man, we lost power over the weekend. Yeah. How did uh, how did you fare? Tornado hit. That tornado hit like right over here. Dropped.
1: What'd you guys do with no power? Or did you get a generator? We studied. We studied.
0: <laughs> ah. No, my my neighbor's got a generator. Okay. So we plugged in fridge and freezer into his shit just to get by. Yeah. And then it was a couple uncomfortably warm nights. Yeah. Yeah, power outages
1: usually happen at the worst times. They should pick better times weather-wise is what I'm getting at. Yes,
0: like when we're on vacation already.
1: (laughs) Remember, that has happened.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are you still paying for that one? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get another boy's trip diving. (laughs) Seems there's always the potential for a natural disaster. But hey, a couple of days of being without power in the middle of the summer made it pretty, you know, hot and humid in the house here. Not having the luxury of being, you know, in like the tropical areas where it's hot and humid, but you got the breeze of the ocean. You know, if you, even if you get out a, a hotel without AC, you'd have the breeze of the ocean coming in. We got trees everywhere blocking <laughs> the breeze for most of time. Keeping the just humidity in there. But I've got a story, an old uh, going back, old school style of a story for Great Dive Podcast. It takes place in the Philippines. Diving accident in the Philippines. Is this? uh and uh, I learned about
1: diving from this.
0: No, this was a message that was sent in to. I believe it was Facebook. I. I, I oh, okay. I don't. I don't have the source from this anymore. I ended up reading it online and thought it would be interesting fodder to discuss copied it emailed it to myself and forgot about it and then you know <laughs> over the weekend while well, i'm have got nothing to do nothing to do so i'm cleaning up my office and stuff i'm like oh yeah i got this is kind of interesting let's take a, let's take a peek at this i think you'll dig it Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You're here with Power Restoration (laughs) (laughs) Jamesy. And uh,
1: getting decked by the weather, Brando. Yeah, it's been a wet, wet month to two months.
0: The rain that we've gotten here lately is incredible.
1: And we're supposed to get a bunch tomorrow,
0: another big storm, dude. That's what I hear, yeah. Nice. When it rains, it pours. Hmm. The hits keep coming. (laughs) Just wait. So this is a... When I said that this is kind of like a, a, a classic old school Great Dive podcast, it's it's one of those discussions we've had a couple of times about the quickie open water class and all the shit storms it can produce. Yeah. Not to mention the ill equipped diver. The unprepared diver. A diver that thinks that they're good enough to go diving out on the roam but really needs to be handheld mm-hmm. on the dives still. But, you know, they get that certification to just go out into the world and show everybody that they're a diver and what they can go do. And, well, there's no stop sign, <laughs> you know, at, at 60 feet that says you're not allowed to go any deeper. It's about a man and his girlfriend traveling down to the Philippines. He's a diver, she's not.
1: Are they from uh, Australia?
0: No, mate. They're from the UK. Better
1: audience <laughs> appreciates that it's, they're not from Australia.
0: And that's where she did all of her e-learning.
1: She did e-learning. Was she a BSAC?
0: The names and acronyms... <laughs>
1: Have been changed.
0: <laughs> Has
1: been changed to protect the innocent. Well, I didn't know SAC had electronic uh, learning. And if you're in England, you have to you have to be SAC certified. I thought at least it used to be that way. No, no, not anymore. No. They're doing a uh... they're reciprocating patty. Yes, the government was involved yeah, with scuba yeah. back
0: in, in the right. I remember that. And you had to be SAC. But no, this is a this is a patty open water. Course. Okay, it's but it's not so much the. Um, that it's a patty problem. Right. In my in my opinion it's kind of a culture that got established in the 60s, 70s, 80s, really into the 90s pretty bad with the resort style mm-hmm. course or the the weekend style get everything done as quickly as possible thinking of of scuba education where it went from a 12 week program to a six-week program, to a three-week, twice-a-week program, to, you know, a three-day program, to what it is now. I mean, there's just, even if you do really well and you're really comfortable with the water and you take to everything pretty good and you have a really good instructor, mm-hmm. there's no way that that is enough time to really cement this information and, and this ability as a diver for for you to just think you can fall back on it long term over and over and over again.
1: Well, yeah, it lacks the uh, relevant amount of experience needed just to get comfortable. You need time blowing
0: bubbles. And learning, you know, when you're in a an environment where your your economy and how you keep your people employed is by turning out numbers of of certified scuba divers you just want to get in and do your routine as quickly as possible <laughs> because you're already you've you've cut margins so much that it's like you don't have the time to stop and take a half hour to to re-explain something it's like move through the paces as quick as we can this is our routine this is how we do it quick and get them in get them out next get them in get them out next right well
1: that's the fast food approach to anything quick, quick, the more the better more money
0: yeah and, and you you hope that everybody that everybody's just good and, and it's such a it's such a uh, sigh of turmoil when somebody doesn't get into the group yeah it needs that extra attention, you know it pisses off the whole instructional staff <laughs> the the owner of the facility. The boat cat. Everybody gets held up and, and feels the effects of it. Right, and the only one that suffers is that new diver that wants to experience the underwater world. And and they get to, and they become the inconvenience in this whole process. Well, They're the only ones who are the inconvenience, not the one that's truly being inconvenienced. Everyone else ends up taking the spot of the inconvenienced one.
1: Yeah, ultimately though, it affects all of us. Every diver.
0: You know, it affects the community.
1: So, yeah, they're not the only ones getting inconvenienced. The whole community suffers from this.
0: Right. So, I mean, when you go online and go, hey, I'm going to be in this little location for for a long weekend, apparently there's scuba diving there. (laughs)
1: Let's
0: get certified. Like, you've just, in a way, you just started that ball rolling down the Mm -hmm. hill of of a shitty product. Yeah. Like, because because you've created a demand for what is the least amount of time, money and effort I can put in to doing this activity. And then you know the the law of economics and supply and demand is going to mean that somebody out there is going to fulfill that request of yours. And then if one person's going to do it, two people are going to compete on the price of it and reduce the quality of it even more. And that's just going to get worse and worse and worse over time. So where
1: does this mentality of speed versus quality come from? Is, is that just built into our culture now? I think it yeah. is, yeah. So they don't, I know people are busy. I know, especially here in the States, we are, we work a lot and, uh have pretty full lives outside of work. So um, I get why they're searching to to get something uh, done quickly, but doesn't it just cross your mind that a a fast wham, bam, thank you, ma'am class isn't going to be very much of a high-quality class. You're not going to learn as much as a nicely laid-out class or course.
0: Well, I think uh, in many ways, you know, you mentioned this is the culture we've created, right? Um, I think in, in many ways the industry in the olden days tried to build scuba diving and the scuba diving educational model around other, other similar recreations, you know, in, in the skiing industry as compared to it a lot of times. And, you know, if you go out to the mountains of Colorado for a ski trip, you know, you can stay on a, on a low-grade bunny hill style, you know, even though you're up in Aspen that, that doesn't have any steep drop-offs and it's a nice, easy, beautiful little ski trip down the hill versus doing the double black diamond, you know, helicopter trip. <laughs> you know, two different worlds, but with scuba... You can easily continue down that wall way deeper than you ever intended without the tools, resources, knowledge, teammates, understanding. Very easily you can get way beyond your ability.
1: Well, yeah, because of a couple of things. You don't know what you don't know. And as you continue diving down there, especially in nice, clear, warm water, it's easy. <laughs> You're just blowing bubbles. It's the same as at 30 feet, except, you know, a little farther away from the service. So.
0: Yeah. So the the industry's tried to make it like, oh, so you can learn these basics of scuba really, really quick. Just like, you know, skiers, you need to learn how to, you know, balance on the skis. You need to learn how to do the snow plow, you know, to, to slow yourself down and, uh, you know, go out and have some fun. Uh, get some experience, and then later on we'll move to the little bit of a steeper hill where you're going to go faster mm-hmm. and you learn some more things. And Scuba's a little bit of a different game, though. Yes. It doesn't work the same way.
1: Yeah, because you're still blowing bubbles swimming underwater, whether you're at 150 feet or 30 feet. You're still doing kind of the same thing. And yeah. if you don't have the experience of knowing how much gas you go through that much more quickly because of depth and narcosis and racking up decompression time if anything
0: goes wrong it's bad news i guess yeah and with it, it is and you know with skydiving being another like different recreation but but similar i mean you can do an extreme skydive you know Tandemly attached to somebody to to get all the excitement mm. and thrill without really any education.
1: What does it take to fall out of a plane?
0: The same the same thing it takes to descend a hundred. I would I would yeah. argue that <laughs> <laughs> it's the coming up part that's, that is where the challenge is. It's True. easy to yeah. go down. Yeah. Anybody, in fact, you don't even need any education to dive to two hundred feet. You need the education to come home from 200 feet. But I guess the thing is is it's a lot of the industry, you know, the dive masters, the instructors, the the shop owners themselves have just got themselves, you know, kind of forced, kind of under the thumb a little bit of the industry of doing the quick class and just assuming – uh, and I think e learning in many ways has made this even worse of just assuming that the, the student's going to show up prepared mm-hmm. and and we can just jump right into the water and i mean i've uh i've been talking with some instructors over the last couple of months that have recently changed the agencies you know to a, a an agency that does more with e learning so the students are more prepared and it cuts down their pool time and they can put out a better student faster. Is, is what they look at, and, and I just shake my head and go. I, I, I see why it, it makes perfect sense to them, but again, they're they're on the other end of the not knowing what they're they're not knowing. Yeah, and they they think it's all about getting them through these twenty four skills as quick and effortlessly and painlessly as possible, and that's that's what scuba education is in their mind. It's because it's the only thing they know. It's the only thing they've yeah, been taught. Yeah,
1: tick in the boxes. It's become tick in the boxes right. versus uh, a solid evaluating of the, the student as they progress. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's like I, we, we've we been talking about it. You, you have a demand for it, so it's going to be there. I don't know if there's an answer. I don't know if the Great Dive Podcast can
0: solve this one, James. Give me another 40 minutes. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So, to be clear, the practical training, confined water, all, all five modules of the confined water and four open water dives, all took place down in the Philippines. Okay. All the classroom... Knowledge development was done at home e learning. And while she was doing her training, her class, he was gonna go off and do some fun dives because he's already certified.
1: What about pool time? Was that done at home or is this being done in the open water? Or you always you always do I do, don't I? I I jumped ahead, didn't I?
0: (laughs) Sorry. No, no. It's we, we brought this on ourselves. Much like the industry has brought this on ourselves, us doing this, you coming in cold <laughs> idea that we originally had, uh, we set ourselves up for I still that. think it's the best
1: way. That way I don't have to do any but, studying.
0: Okay, but knowing what we know now. Okay, so you so you mentioned yeah. what about the what about the pool? What about the confined one? So what do you what do you think?
1: Do I think they accomplished it?
0: No, knowing what we—they uh,
1: didn't do it. They just did it. what
0: little we know now. They're going to blow off the confined water. Just kind of wing it along. Well, the way. Well, there you go. We're all, we're do it. We're going to do it all in open water. Your class, and and hopefully you're really really good. So we make your confined water one also in open water open water dive number one. And if that's the case, we're just going to do your four open water dives. Shake your hand and, and send you off on your way. Essentially, is is. What ends up happening? Well, isn't that because they're pressed for time? I was going to say,
1: isn't that just completely throwing away the confined water portion of the
0: class? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, the the vagueness of the confined water, right? There's a difference with doing your confined water out in the open water mm-hmm. in a protected area that's you know six eight feet deep mimics. You know, some pool-like conditions with clarity Mm -hmm. and and controlled environment versus we're on the top of the reef. (laughs) And if things go well, we're just going to keep going.
1: Yeah, it still steals experience time from them, if you ask me.
0: So they were on a boat with, you know, a full big boat, 15 divers on the Mm -hmm. boat. She's going to work one-on-one with the instructor, while the other 14 divers do a real dive that Mm -hmm. they've paid for. So she's on the same boat doing her very first confined water one (laughs) as the divers doing their first dive of the the day. And it's like a full day of diving, right? Three dives are going to go out and do. They're going to have lunch out on the dive boat. You know, it's a full day excursion.
1: So I just want to clarify too, you found this on a, this
0: is a story coming across the forum or, uh, yeah, I want to say it was in, in like the, the scuba accidents a year or so ago. And this, this, this person says, Hey, what are your opinions about this story? And then ended up getting, a bunch of mail and uh, at the time like I had a couple I, I had a couple of comments that I saw but I was like "Oh, I got to come back to this and never have other than the like I, I found the article that I printed
1: okay so this is relatively recently I mean this is an old time story
0: no no not at all so now you and I have done hundreds of dives together, mm-hmm. maybe thousands. Now, we will, maybe, yeah, literally, quite literally, we have done many dive briefings, dive plans, mm-hmm. while the boat is, <laughs> you know, heading out right to the dive we're about to do, but we already. Both are very aware of the dive we're about to do. We've already talked about the dive pretty extensively. We pretty much know what we're doing. And we just really quickly over the course of a minute total maybe Mm -hmm. are yelling, all right, so, (laughs) you know, just yelling out the dive plan to each other over the, the hum of the boat. Now, could you imagine it's, first day of dive class and you're on the boat the instructor starts to tell you about how to put your kit together hey Brando why Brandon what? Brando what? grab your tank grab your tank go no, your your cylinder grab your cylinder cylinder and and your buoyancy compensator Ooh. it's your buoyancy compensator Dude. what what Lean over the side of the boat, wet your strap- <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit! Grab him another BCD! E. Grab another BCD! E. Alright, Brandon, put this one together, just hold it in the put splat. together. Damn. This Why? is your scuba kit. You watched the you watched the e-learning, didn't you? Grab your regulator. Put it on the tank valve. No, the other way on the tank out No, the other other way on the tank bell. Flip it 360. You gotta flip it all the way over. Not all the way over, halfway over. There you go, that's better. Could you imagine learning learning that for your very first time ever? That's how you're gonna learn how to all your shipping. How you gonna learn everything? <laughs>
1: it it seems, right?
0: Brando, don't forget. You gotta clear your ears.
1: Beers. <laughs> for after. <laughs>
0: what? No, ears. You gotta clear your ears. Ears for fears. Pinch, Pinch and blow what? your ears. <laughs> don't hurt your ears or it's all your fault, not mine.
1: <laughs> all I know is we're getting fears. <laughs> and it... It's your bill, not mine.
0: <laughs> so he says it's it was noisy, it was bouncy. Uh, there's just divers like walking all around and in the way. Like, excuse me, uh, uh, I, like knocking in between them. I need to get my tank over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bag! You're sitting where my bag is and pulling out. Not a good learning environment yeah. at all whatsoever. For somebody just first trying to learn how to do a. To, to learn to go scuba right. diving, it's
1: it's almost a, a manual on how not to do it. <laughs>
0: right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean this this is like the the absolutely uninformed trust me skydiver clicking into a tandem mm-hmm. suit and hey, just sit here and scream and enjoy. Pass out if you pass right. out, whatever. I'm 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 taking us back to to Earth right. when we jump out. You get to just have fun. And that's how this is being treated. Like, yeah, blah blah bye, bye. You need to do other shit, and uh, I'm going to do it anyways. And it's like they're doing a little handheld resort dive, but he's going to give her a card at the end of right, this.
1: Right, that says you're good to go without being hand out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. And this is what, I mean, we come back to this a lot only because I've heard a, countless stories of yeah. this over the years. I mean, change the location all you want. I mean, I mean, I've heard this happen in Mexico many mm-hmm. times. I've heard it happen in in places like the Philippines and in Bali, and I, I've heard about it and happening in Australia. And I've heard stories of it happening in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's a unique thing.
1: No, uh, greed and and uh, laziness are are not you know specific to any one area. They're everywhere. It's worldwide.
0: And that's all that is. So they all jump in. They do their dive. Well, guess what? What? When he he gets back up on the boat, he says, hey, baby, honey, (laughs) how'd your your dive go? She quit. She says, says, what? He says, your dive, how'd it go? She says, what? Huh? (laughs) Your dive, how was the dive? Huh? What? So she had some ear problems going down. I forgot about if that. You could part. imagine. Yeah, and he mentions that he thought it was a little odd for consi- uh, her confined session number one that she'd had a computer strapped on a wrist. He's like, why? Why would you have a dive computer on for your very first confined water dive? first open water he says i get that but your first confined water like isn't that like unnecessary just extra a bunch of extra stuff to have on and i can see both i can see kind of what he's saying like shouldn't she just be learning how to Inhale and exhale out of a regulator in water shallow enough to stand up in. I do believe that's what the, uh, I do believe that's what the, one of the rules for confined water number one is. And he's like, do you really need a computer and that flashing and beeping at you too? Like, like drawing her awareness. Just get her in. And like, again, this I think is what got the ball rolling when I said, Hey, honey, here, just go through this e-learning. We're going to go down. He's knocking her through a quick class, but here he's expecting her to have good, high-quality education. And obviously he's going on you know, Google and, and looking at reviews, and they got good reputation and, and reviews, so he's thinking, eh, they, they've got a good course.
1: Or do they? Yeah, I'm with you. I see both sides of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly.
0: But... Like, like, who's giving these reviews? right that's
1: they're giving themselves (laughs) those
0: reviews (laughs) by the way there's a new there's a new review on great podcast (laughs) these guys are incredible thank you whoever gave us this review uh j and (laughs) b divers uh these guys are awesome and the smartest people (laughs) on scuba podcasting ever Totally handsome and totally knowledgeable. <laughs> totally awesome dudes. Love these guys. Yeah. Thank you, JNB Diver.
1: If you're not listening to DGDP, you're not a diver.
0: P.S. I'm going to send them a huge donation <laughs> after finishing this review. They're my favorite. Number one, five stars. Sincerely, J&B Diver Thank you, J&B Diver um, That was a very nice review you said.
1: <laughs> Fortunately, we would never do that But I, I have to believe There's a lot of organizations That would fill in their own reviews
0: He says he checked her computer And the instructor Had taken her directly to 40
1: feet okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 40
0: it's confined water number 1 Brandon. <laughs> oh. They're supposed to be in water shallow enough to stand up in. Why would he take her Why to 40 start
1: feet? following the rules now is my question.
0: <laughs> There's no logical reason why you would just take a diver to 40 feet.
1: If all the other divers were there and you wanted and you're the instructor and you wanted to go there. Plus it will expedite things cuz once once you do it you can go do everything down at 40 feet.
0: 30. 30 feet. feet. Oh, I exaggerated a wee bit. Nine, 9.1 meters mm, he took her down. To. So 30 feet, right? Totally different game in 40. <laughs> this is way safer.
1: Yes, I, I correct myself. I'm sorry. I stand corrected, I
0: mean. You only, yeah. you only need to equalize your ears 10 to 15 times. Not the 15 to 20 that it would take to Probably. go to 40 feet. This is only 30 feet. However, if you don't do it once, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. Yes. That first one. Yeah. Now, to top it off, they were in 30 feet of water and jumped in and went to 30 feet of feet water, of water <laughs> <laughs> off the back of the oh boat. My Lord. Plummeting. Like, not down a mooring line. Yeah. Not down an anchor line, not down a shot line, not easily descending along the bottom, yeah. right down to 30 feet, right down to 9.1 meters. So
1: th- this is just blatant violation of any standards whatsoever.
0: No, this is confined dive number <laughs> <I know>. one. <laughs> but, but is
1: it, is my question. Is this it? is
0: the new, this is the new confined water number one and this is a a thing that that sped up class i think has bred for a long time right i mean the, yeah. the 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 dive instructor is walking in to work on a daily basis knowing you know i i am expected to get this person to <laughs> diver status by the end of the day today yeah regardless of how Prepared or not they are, and if if they need more work that 's coming out of my pocket it 's coming out of the shop 's pocket that 's extra time because the the way scuba classes you know the, the way the scuba clientele has become conditioned on training nowadays isn 't that i 'm paying two hundred and fifty dollars a day for quality education, and how uh, you know the class costs me, however many days training is times two fifty plus all these other an additional day a pool two additional days a pool another day a boat you know out on the boat they don't look at like it that way it's it's x amount of dollars for scuba class whether it takes me two days four days 10 days right and the price doesn't change so the shops are under this pressure of just get them done
1: right yeah the more you turn out the more, more money
0: and it's a two-edged sword because this is what the I mean the students aren't going to the guy because he's too expensive that's going to teach a high quality class at a daily rate and you pay whatever you pay right. and then the class is as long as you need it to be long <laughs> like that's the that's the abnormal school well lines. yeah that's the other but end it, of the spectrum but it should be yeah. but it should be more of the routine and it should be more of the expectation.
1: Yes, if we put an emphasis on quality over quantity. uh, Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, from a business viewpoint too, it it does work because you find you're training less people, but they stick with it and they're higher quality. So you're not working as as hard to, to turn them out. You're not working as hard to do a shitty job. You're still working, but with less less numbers of students so you can actually
0: take some time well this is what this is how you can teach three people in a class instead of 30 people in a class right right and the three and the three people get far more one-on-one time not to mention they probably have more overall time versus the 30 because you got so many of them you just got to blast through everything as fast as possible anyway What's the word? I'm going to be the devil's advocate here and, and say,
1: but James, 15 people coming through class. I'm going to say there's more people buying equipment after the class if I can ram 15 people through the class versus
0: three. That's you're right, and that's the, in my opinion, that's the other problem with the culture that the industry established decades yeah. ago is the model of. Give the class away for as cheap as possible. Yeah. Do as many as you can, and hopefully they buy gear. That's where you're going to make your money. Yes, they're right there. Versus the versus just charging for quality education a, 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 a good price that the instructor is making good money, and then you're happy. And then the equipment purchase is a genuine purchase because they're good – prepared divers and they want to go diving not you know the carrot on the cake that you can hopefully stick them for an extra purchase before they're gone
1: right and I mean the the bigger picture is better trained divers are more comfortable they are more likely to stick with scuba diving so they're going to be longer term customers I think a lot of folks that go through those uh, quickie classes they don't feel comfortable at the end of the class uh, they're doing it just to have the one-time experience, maybe. And once they do that, it's gone. So they may they may not buy gear, but they may buy gear, and it just sits in their closet afterwards because they're not going diving
0: afterwards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or they 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 go and they do a one dive, and they're like, "Holy shit, that was frightening as yeah. so, hell!" Like I, I can't do this. But I can now.
1: wear the T-shirt now. I'm a diver, right?
0: Yeah, I got I got the card.
1: Got a few pictures, and they'll hang up the fins, and that will be the name of that tune. I know so many
0: divers like that, so many, yeah. That is undeniably the overwhelming majority of the industry. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last 50 years, it's people with cards, people with gear, people that used to dive. Right,
1: right. Yeah, and there are I mean there are a few that do do stick around that are terrible out of these classes and they keep you know, they continue to stick with it. I don't know, maybe because they don't know any better. They don't know there's something better out there, but so he asked the instructor, like what dude what the fuck <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> what the fuck you doing? He did did he say that? Thirty feet, yeah.
0: dive one uh, am I nuts? Like, what, what the hell is going on? And the instructor's like, No, no, she's fine. She's doing good. We got most of the skills done on that dive. Uh, it's normal. Ah, eh, she had some ear issues, but she's she'll be fine. And the the poor girl like thinks it's her fault. Like, like she's the one. Who's Broker drums, Causing the problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's the one who's, you know, being inconvenient. Mm. She's the one who's the pain in the ass child. I'm sorry to the instructor. I'm sorry I'm a pain in the butt. I'm sorry I'm, I'm being difficult. She And she, like, toughens it up. She's a badass chick and toughens it up and, like, okay, let's go do dive two. I'll be better this time. Mm-hmm. Even though she's complaining of pain in her ears
1: <laughs> and the instructor said like no worries it'll go away when we get down to depth
0: <laughs> um you know what happens when you damage your ear on dive one and then you go back down for dive two <laughs> nothing good <laughs> nothing good now because you know what she's gonna do too she's just gonna pinch and squeeze and blow harder <laughs> Last time, it hurt when I went down because I wasn't right. blowing hard enough. This I'm really time, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get them clear. I, I'm pinching and blowing the whole time down because clearly that was the problem. Yeah. I didn't get my ears clear because I was the inconvenient one. Yeah. While my instructor was taking me to 30 feet <laughs> on dive one with no understanding of what I'm doing even to – equalized my ears the first time and three to five feet so boyfriend takes off goes and does his second dive he gets back and uh, she never was really able to get down Hmm. so, so he checks her computer again because she's got her computer on wasn't even down for five minutes okay Right. so never really was able to to get to the bottom and um guess what she's complaining about <laughs> she's she's complaining again you think she's complaining that the water's too cold down there in the philippines
1: mm, that was uh, uh
0: the visibility's bad she doesn't <laughs> like it uh sharks you know she's afraid of the, the, the a barracuda got to no She's complaining that uh she's got pain. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's it's not just pain, but she's Dizzy. quite disturbed. Oh. And, and physically shaken. Like
1: She's getting worried. Guess it, what? Thing.
0: Guess what? It didn't get guess what? It didn't get better on dive <laughs> no. two. I wouldn't have imagined it would. Okay, so after dive two, the instructor was, you know a little concerned, but he told him that it's because, you know, she had like a reverse block or something. (laughs) Probably, probably catching a cold, you know, or has a little bit of a cold. Clearly she's got some snot coming from her nose. So she's probably congested. And that's why she's, you know, had the ear problems
1: don't mind that blood there wipe that blood up
0: that's it's it's her fault because she didn't tell him she had a cold Ah. is why now listen me being from michigan I, i don't think i've ever had a full day without some sort of Head congestion yeah. of some sort ever in my life, being with the four seasons, the weather changing. Allergies here, man. Different pollens yeah. in the air, the allergies. Have have you ever done a dive where you didn't feel like you had some sort of a, a, a cold? I would say that's more of the exception. Too, right. Of a dive where I was perfectly clear-headed, clear sinus, clear nasal. Yeah, it rarely happened. And being in being an instructor...
1: Yeah, up and
0: down, up and down. You don't get to uh, up and down, up and down. Uh, Being an instructor all day with all the like in the springtime and all the pollen and shits just laying on the top of the water Mm -hmm. and it's right there in your face. I've had dives where I was so congested, and you—I mean—you've told your story of of commercial school with with the Afrin. I've had days where like I couldn't get back down deep enough to untie my flag you know at the end of the day <laughs> Just, okay i'm coming back i gotta come back another yeah. time but i've done uh, b- my point is like i've done dives where it's really bad I mean, and it takes a lot to be that mm-hmm. bad and she said she felt fine <laughs> didn't, didn't have a cold at all and he's saying i could say 100 percent she didn't have a cold
1: So she didn't have a cold, but. No, she didn't have a it's cold. It's a good uh, defense <laughs> for the instructor.
0: Ah. Blame the victim. Blaming the victim, right. It's, and again, is that not why she you know, went on and muscled through for dive two? Because she thought she was the problem. Right. I'm not tough enough. I'm not good enough. Um, and then she's like, "Well, hell with that! I'm, I'm going to prove to the the guys I don't want to be the the dumb little girl. I'm I'm going to prove to everybody that I can get this done." And you know, unfortunately, she's you know she's the victim yeah. here, not the problem.
1: Yeah, the the, the problem is the instructor.
0: <laughs> and I would even say that that there's a there's an umbrella problem too. That's that's made this culture work this way, right? Because, I mean, you talk about, I mean, this is the classic 100 dive instructor that you've talked about so many times, that we've yeah. talked about so many times, right? That just doesn't know enough, right? That, that's that been shown this way. This is how scuba classes are run. This isn't a rogue instructor going, right. <laughs> ah, rules, confined water, Shallow enough to, we don't need that. I'll show you how to teach scuba diving. I've got all this time, knowledge, experience. That's not who this is. This guy's doing what he's been shown, doing what he's been told to do. You know, you want to get paid, you want to work here, you got to get these guys done.
1: Yeah, he's a product of the,
0: the industry. He's a product of the mm-hmm. system, yes. And I know, like, we've got a lot of instructors that listen to our show that email us. And we got a lot of dive masters out there that listen to our show that, that send us messages and you know, they're out there trying to not be this guy. They hear what we say and they're trying to elevate their game and they send us messages all the time. And I know they've seen people like this and they've heard stories of guys like this. And they're out there as well saying, that's not me. That's not me. That's not how I do this. And they don't want to get roped into the same, you know, blanket statement of oh you guys are all scuba instructors <laughs> so the instructor talks to her what do you what do you think the instructor says in this talk <laughs> he's, he's going to give her the because uh remember they've got dive three coming up so how do you think did, did dive go?
1: two even really count as anything well it uh, did
0: it did it was five minutes it's five minutes at what depth? they though? did some stuff they did some uh, stuff okay. Wow. So the, the, everybody's going to go do dive three. The instructor's there. You know, the the the, the shop manager's going to be standing standing on the dock with yeah. his clipboard when, the, when that boat pulls. So what do you think the instructor wants to how, Well,
1: he, he just said, buck up, uh, buttercup. We're going to do
0: dive three, I'm sure. He kept pushing
1: forward with the uh, course.
0: You've come all this way. You've come all this way from... From the UK, you've come all the way to the Philippines. Are you really going to give up now? We got two of the dives done already.
1: <laughs> but do we? But you know, do we? You, you know how much?
0: <laughs> you know how much he paid for this class for you. Uh... He he spent that hard-earned money <laughs> bringing you on this vacation. Bought a scuba class for you. You just going to walk away from it now?
1: Yeah, with my life. Yes.
0: He's he's expecting to go do some fun dives with you tomorrow you're gonna disappoint him and not uh <laughs> not be ready to to scuba dive with him
1: is this really what he did? played this yeah. uh kind of guilt card
0: thing yeah. so uh so he talks her he talks her around to doing dive three same day same day so
1: we're gonna do four dives in the same day
0: i know is this is dive three, three but I,
1: I can't imagine he's going to stop at three
0: <laughs> so When she came back up from dive three, she said uh, she felt fine, but her ears were a little full. Like, it it felt like there was water in there, but but she was happy. Overnight, she felt like things improved a little bit. On day two, she did her open water dives. Yes. Open water dives two, three, and four for record. (laughs) So... Somehow in dive one, where she plummeted to 30 feet and blew out her ear, and then dive two, which was five Mm. minutes, and dive three, which seemed to go, okay, they were able to get confined water, one, two, (laughs) three, four, five, and open water dive one done, all in those three sessions underwater. Wow. So he says- she went very slowly, always equalizing. Reporting her ear felt full throughout, and the instructor's advice for entry was to not to giant stride this time, but go down the boat ladder so as not to shock the ear. Compared to beforehand, everything was just <laughs> giant stride, crash, and plummet. Jump and go. Okay. Okay. Now, now that she's doing open water dive two, they're going to do a controlled, (laughs) slow (laughs) submersion.
1: So we taught you what not to do in dive one. Here's how you do it. Now, here's how you really do it.
0: So they... um, They got her through the dives, and he joined them on the fourth dive. Yeah. So it was the instructor, her, and this guy. They went down to eighteen meters. <laughs> Yikes! Well, she's uh, she's completed all of her dives. <laughs> What has she? Couldn't hear, really couldn't <laughs> couldn't hear the dive briefing on any of the last four. But uh she did the dives and uh she's right it's it's to the max depth. Sixty feet, eighteen mm. meters max depth for uh for the open water diver.
1: <laughs> Let's go right to the max depth. Let's just do this.
0: So then uh they left that area and continued on their three week holiday they were on.
1: Yeah.
0: So they were, you know, coming from the UK, go down, get scuba certified in the Philippines and then they're gonna bounce around the islands for a couple of weeks. But uh, any idea how she felt the next couple of days? <laughs> Not good. It wasn't very good. So any diving was, was that they had planned was shot canceled, yes. so they had no, no diving plan. Uh, they were going to do a couple of days of swimming, hanging out on the beach, hiking and stuff at, a, at another island. So they weren't planning it to dive anyways, uh, which is good because she had a discharge, a really bad, cheesy, stank-smelling discharge oozing from her ears, that's pretty common. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal for a dive. I, I, we have that all the time. <laughs> Just a case of the old stinkier. So they catch a flight to another island. Go to the clinic in the airport, but there's nobody in the in the clinic that even has a clue of what to even do. So they land at the next main island and uh, they go straight to an actual emergency room clinic. So the doctor, because of all the damage in the ear, couldn't even get a good view no, of that swollen. What yeah. All, yeah, of what is actually going on. Bunch of gunk and swollen goo and Gunky gives her goo. some drops <laughs> drops to use over the next couple of you days. You mean perulant
1: discharge.
0: Perulant. Dis-
1: Purulent. discharge. Perulant. P U R U L E N T
0: Perulent Discharge. It's pus. So he gave her some drops to use: fluconalone, acetodin, polymixin B, neomycin, cinnalar, <laughs> solution,
1: oh, otic, <laughs> yes, or, or so, so, so,
0: otic solution, yeah, uh, ear some antibiotics, <laughs> or AKA yeah. eardrops.
1: So it sounds like some pretty strong, some good stuff, but. I'm going to have my wife read yes, this. She's, she's fluent in pharmacological ease. Pharmacological yes. ease,
0: yes. Three drops a day. No relief. Three drops a day. That ain't nothing. Put the whole bottle in there. Just throw uh, the bottle in there. <laughs> on the, nothing. On the second day of the drops, the third set of drops that day. Yeah. Right? Finally, she drops in and there's a bam, stabbing ear pain. Yeah. <laughs> because the swelling probably yes. has finally come down enough that it opened up her ear for that drop just to go all the way in.
1: Oh, I thought it should, her, her eardrum ruptured from being swollen and infected.
0: Well, I'm assuming that, that st- stabbing pain was it finally all the swelling opened up so that it did hit the damaged torn
1: yeah i was going to say eardrum. that's the uh, key sign of a ruptured eardrum is the stabbing pain in the ear
0: yeah. right but that went away
1: <laughs> well and that's what happens the it's stabbing, an immediate stabbing, the stabbing pain and then there's no more pain <laughs> but you're like what huh
0: so, wait 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 so huh? so you mean it's all over huh? <laughs> it's all uh, now now I'm all good stabbing pain yeah. went away it's all good um, he says they continued with the drops for the next couple of days Still having the sharp pains, but she's grown to accept. The
1: sharp <laughs> Just sharp pains. live with it. <laughs> kind of like my and my wife is, has grown to point. accept living with me.
0: Hey, <laughs> so yeah, and, and here are these guys—they don't know. I mean, he's a certified diver, but he doesn't know anything about you know dive medicine. Really, he doesn't really know anything about any of any of this. She sure doesn't. Excuse me. She sure doesn't. Right. Know. She doesn't know anything. She's got slammed through an open water course in two days. Literally, from beginning to end, in two days.
1: Never saw a pool. <laughs> 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 Never was able to stand up <laughs> in the water. No, just. And yeah, take care of business.
0: Uh, and their understanding is. Well, you go diving, you get pain in your ear, you squirt some drops. It hurts really, really bad for a couple of minutes, and then it kind of subsides. And good thing we took five days off of diving (laughs) on this three-week trip. So um, the final day, they're heading to their next location where they're hoping to do some more diving. And uh, they're taking a little uh, motor taxi over to the dive site, which she feels like a, a wetness in her ear, and she turns and says, hey, hey, look, look! my, my ear feels <laughs> wet. And there's blood, blood oozing oh, out nice. of her ear. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: So they uh, they take off for the nearest doctor's office and get a fresh look at her ear after, uh, you know, the drops and the blood and everything. <laughs> the drops and the blood. And th- this doctor... <laughs> Now confirms that she has a deep infection and perforation in her left ear. A
1: <laughs> perforated eardrum. So you, you popped your eardrum and you've got a bad infection.
0: Thanks. Uh, he puts her on some oral pills. Three a day for the next 10 days and 100% no more diving. <laughs> Don't even go in the water. Hmm. On their three-week Philippine beach adventure holiday that they've probably been saving up and planning for for months.
1: So was that the end of the story, or is there an epilogue? Like, she's permanently lost hearing, uh, can't dive ever?
0: Well. Or did she go get real training? This is at the end of it. So this 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 is like probably sitting in the airport on the way home oh, after a okay. miserable, yeah. miserable three weeks. I I bet ya she was not the the happy in a bikini mm-hmm. hanging on the beach loving life and, and just making this guy the happiest man in the world for three weeks. No. No. It, it was probably a miserable waste of money vacation because they probably did nothing that they wanted to do, spent the whole time in doctor's offices.
1: And she's in pain. Her, she's her in pain. miserable, yeah. In,
0: yeah, her miserable in pain, like not wanting to get out of bed, like just hating life for three whole weeks. So he says, what are people's thoughts? <laughs> He's like... I kind of believe that this perforation happened on her first confined water dive. Uh, And I, myself, am inclined to say, well, Well, yeah. yeah." (laughs) And and by the way, it wasn't a confined water dive.
1: Yes. Let's stop calling it a a confined water dive. Let's call it what it is. You you dumped her off in 30 feet of water in the ocean. (laughs) It's not, the ocean is the opposite of confined water.
0: Right. Like, you wouldn't even take a brand-new student for their first entry into the water into the three-meter, 10-foot-deep yeah. ten, ten section of the pool. You wouldn't have them giant stride off the deep end just to go plummeting to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. And in, injure their ear that way. <laughs> like, you take them literally in water deep enough to stand in so that we can learn to breathe. Yeah. going to 10 meters not 10 feet is even worse and doing it without a line without any way to control the descent whatsoever is all on the instructor that mm-hmm. instructor's got zero control of that student
1: but i'm going to guess nothing happened the, the instructor was not held liable but like you say james we i mean you're reading this one story but you know it's this is not an uncommon occurrence. This this approach and and the even the results are not uncommon.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then like doing class on the boat with all the noise People walking all around. Hey, can I borrow your defog? Piss poor. Uh, Can you? Yeah, yeah. Can you help me with this uh, mass strap, Mister Instructor? Sitting over here, sir. Hang on, student. Let me uh, do. Like that's that's not a good learning environment for somebody who knows nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing for two buddies to put together their their quick dive plan after listening to the dive master talk it 's uh one thing for a, a couple of buddies to review what they 're about to do when they jump in the water you know it's one <laughs> thing to to maybe like do a quick review in a and a refresher dive with somebody, but to do their very first day of class over the noise of a boat engine heading out yeah. to the dive site
1: on a boat that's already busy with other divers on a boat
0: that's already yeah people all around um not knowing any of the gear yet like not even sitting down in a controlled like this is how you put a bcd Mm -hmm. on a tank this is how you hook everything up like half a dozen times on dry land so you got the feel for it no it's live fly on the fly (laughs) get it hooked up we got to jump in (laughs) in in a few in a few seconds
1: This is a great example of what not to do. I mean, it could be put into uh, instructor courses as
0: as a uh, well, yeah. yeah, and and this this also shows because he's having this moment now of like, is this all my fault? Like, should I have known? Right. Yeah. I my assumption at first he's saying was you know the instructor's always right. Yeah. Right, like, like, should I have called this after that first dive and like said, dude, we're out of here. This guy's a total clown. Like, probably, let, let's go. We're done with this shit. What? How the hell did you, you know, take her to thirty feet on dive one? Like, should I have known better and not let her continue? Well, he doesn't
1: know any better. Is the thing. So it's another case of you don't know what you don't know. And I mean, the ignorance. While it's not an excuse, it's just blatant. It's it's. It's everywhere out there. You don't know what you're supposed to be getting with a scuba instructor or a course. I mean, you could look up the standards. Nowadays, you have almost no excuse for being ignorant going into almost anything because you have the Internet. And you can go in and and get some kind of uh, a degree of understanding of what's to be
0: expected out of
1: the instructor, right?
0: Yeah, you you definitely do. And then, on the other hand of that, though, waiting. the problem with the internet yeah, too waiting is, through all the bullshit. There's, yes, yes, there's so much cornball bullshit, and and especially nowadays, you go into any of the forums, nobody can have a real conversation about anything. You always have to have jackass comments that to somebody who doesn't know doesn't know if that's a joke or a real statement, right. and, and and there's there's no repercussion for just Jumping in and thinking you're the funniest goddamn diver in the world and posting a bunch of stupid bullshit. Mm -hmm. All in fun. Yeah. Because everybody should know better. But a lot of people don't know better. And shit like this happens. And the worst part of this of all is like so many instructors out there that, you know, get pushed through this system so fast because they themselves are being taken advantage of by the system. This poor instructor's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a likable guy and this is what the guy says he's like he made her feel good he made her feel comfortable you know he was he was fun he seemed knowledgeable and he made her feel better about everything mm. you know so like when i wanted to say you're a dick you, you know you don't know what you're doing at the same time like he made us feel like it was all normal and they were going to get through it
1: and obviously the instructor doesn't know either you know right
0: yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't want to look like a dummy like he's got his instructor card he doesn't want to look like he doesn't know what he's doing because he's doing what he's been told so if you yourself think it's right because you don't I mean, there, there's that cognitive dissonance of like you're going to keep doing what you believe is right because you you were taught at first this is right and this is how we do it when you don't know better you don't know to change the game And he says um, a couple annoyances at the end that he had. He says he learned this after she completed the course that, number one, he didn't do any testing of her ability to swim or tread water whatsoever. (laughs) Yes. He's like, she can but he, he never like, checked it in out. Hindsight, yeah. in, in, in hindsight, he's like he didn't even see if she could swim. Yeah.
1: Just chucked her in the ocean. Just chucked her into the ocean in thirty With feet a of bunch water of equipment on her. a reef. <laughs>
0: yeah. He didn't show her how to even use a, a snorkel on mm. the surface. You know, to to breathe on the surface, go back and forth at all.
1: Well, there, it's obvious. There's so much of the class never.
0: Never did any buoyancy check. Like just kicked Before. off the boat into the water. We know she can get down. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Why would you do a buoyancy check? We're going right to the bottom as fast as possible. What do you need a buoyancy check for? And the last one, he goes, he skipped the fin pivots and went straight to hovering. He thought that was odd. But and um, I, I know a lot of instructors out there nowadays are, are saying, well, that's actually a good thing. Fuck the fin pivot. Yeah. But There's a huge difference, (laughs) let me go out there and say, of teaching the class somewhat neutrally buoyant and teaching neutral buoyancy, balance, and trim as the foundational skill of learning to dive. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, there's a huge difference between that and skipping the fin pivot and going right to hovering, uh-huh. where you're where you're standing vertically <laughs> in, in the water, mid water, yeah. flapping and flailing. That's that's a big difference.
1: <laughs> one's actually teaching you what you needed to know. The other one's just words. You know, the whole idea of teaching while neutrally buoyant doesn't address what's really needed to be done which is what you mentioned which is the balance the buoyancy the trim all of that has to be incorporated into the neutral buoyancy
0: right and that's what the confined water is session for. is supposed mm-hmm. to do <laughs> So that you can learn balance, you can learn breathing, yeah. you can learn buoyancy control of yourself in the water, so that we can leave the confined water and you're not out of control. Right. <laughs> that's that's what session well, one the is. Confined
1: water's your your freaking it's your training wheels, man, to learn to ride a two wheeler. And all all the, this story is is hey, there's a two wheeler. just pedal and go
0: oh and by the way yeah and by the way it's a mountain bike (laughs) there's a mountain this is a trail you're gonna go down (laughs) and luckily we're at the top it's easy it just it just keeps rolling downhill you you can't avoid the trees just avoid the
1: trees you'll be all right
0: oh man
1: yeah there's a lot wrong with that story but like you say it's it's not uncommon to do all these little shortcuts to Accomplish getting somebody certified in a short amount of time. So,
0: Yeah, so I mean, I guess the, the, the moral of the story is um, you, you want to say he should have researched things better, but mm-hmm. he did, he did right. the research. Good reviews. You know, he, he, said, he said in here that uh, he thoroughly researched this school. And was told that they were one of the best, if not the best, on the island.
1: By the owner's son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but by who? Yeah, like, like, so yeah the, the internet reviews are great, but if you don't think that those are mm-hmm. you know, scaled one way, you're being Yeah, foolish. you
1: have to take, take them in context, too. You've got to find out who's giving the reviews. Are they brand new divers that don't know anything? They don't really know any better or any different.
0: Right, right. You know, and if I have been talking to my brother and uh like talking with him, explaining scuba with him, take him to the pool a couple times, you know, and and he's taken off, he's gonna do a class in the Philippines, and he's super prepared. And he goes through that little quickie class and, and does great at it. That's totally different than this than this girl, right? So he might leave that class mm-hmm. and leave a, a raving review. Oh, it was great. The guy was Sped cool me as hell. To the class. You know, <laughs> he was fun as shit. You know, they fed me a awesome food. We did some diving. I didn't have to do all the silly little bullshit. They let me go right through. I had a great time. Right. Five star review. This is the best shop on the island or is it yeah for who
1: exactly he's the rare rare exception
0: and then you know you know once again you mean we get messages from dive instructors and dive masters all the time and we love it and if you're out there listening now and you teach different way and you want to comment on this by all means people please do send us a message let us know let us know your thoughts on this because Again, this is your show, and what do you experience? Like why are you doing the things that you do? Because we hear them all the time. Like I hear stuff like this, which is why I have made my presentation of diving as far the opposite of it (laughs) as I can.
1: Yeah, and we've had this discussion with uh, a lot of people that I have – respect for in the in the industry, and they uh, they do claim that they can do a quickie weekend course and produce a solid diver. That's their claim anyway. Um, I don't know. They may be right. I, I think it's the rarity. I think it's the exception to the rule if you can do a quickie weekend class and produce a reasonably solid entry-level diver out of a weekend i think that's a rarity i think it's the
0: exception to the rule
1: i I always say nothing's impossible you know i don't
0: i think it's uh i don't think it's impossible to put together a competent diver who's ready to do some open water dives under supervision in a week in a weekend yeah that being said but you've barely got like a weekend class Two days from beginning to end, confined water, open water, everything in two days, I don't think is enough time. Enough time to get ready for open water, maybe. And then, like, there's a long, like, sit down, let's have a cup of coffee. Uh, We're going to have a real honest, you know, heart-to-heart about what your level really is. Right. And it's not go get on the boat. And go to a wall dive. No,
1: you are with an instructor yeah. or dive master from, yeah. you know, yeah. to to thirty, forty feet for a few dives here. Yes,
0: yeah, because you are gonna you are gonna leave. You are gonna t- finish the rest of this three week holiday. You are gonna go back to the UK. You are gonna go back to work six months, a year, eighteen months, two years from now. You are gonna come back on holiday again. You are not just grabbing a set of gear and putting it together and going diving. Like you are gonna have a ton of question marks because there is no way in hell. That information could have stuck in you long enough.
1: Yeah, you'll have to take
0: the mandatory refresher there.
1: If it's good operation, they'll check yeah. you out and they'll have it available for you. But yeah, I, I just think reading the story, and again, I know there's going to be people listening that are like, oh, this is a, a whacked out story. This doesn't really happen that often. I have to believe it does. We've seen it. I mean, we've seen uh, not this exact thing, but we've seen the fast food McDonald's type of training and this is what it produces this is what happens
0: absolutely well what do you think people out there have you seen this type of diving is this your experience in the past have you had a class like this was your class like this send us a message let us know this will be a interesting conversation on that note should we sign logbooks?
1: dear jamesy you got a little something leaking out your ear did you shove cottage cheese in your ear? What's going on there? What? Huh?
0: <laughs> what?
1: Just ignore that sharp stabbing pain. It'll go away.
0: Can you write this louder?
1: <laughs> Can you use
0: all caps? I, I, can't, I can't even hear, hear you. I can't hear you're saying. Um, hey, Brando, do you have any fluconalone, acetone, (laughs) Cloxymix, and neomyces in (laughs) our otic solution I can borrow.
1: Oh, eardrops. Yeah, yeah. I got some right here. (laughs) Here you go.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Dab safe, folks.